we're back with another episode of Brick House. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Bob, as we start, let me say it's an honor to be back in recording with an honorable Johnson. I'm not saying you're not honorable. Okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, we're welcoming <laughs> my father, Tom Johnson. He's in from Houston, Texas. Took a road trip out here yeah, to uh, sunny California. Welcome to the show. It's been uh, about 150 episodes since you've been on. Yeah, it's been way too long, guys. It's been way too long for the road trip, way too long getting back out to California, way too long being back on the show. I'm really glad to be here. Well, we're excited. Just last night, the Rockets set a new franchise record for wins, 59 and 14. Wow. Beating their previous uh, franchise record, 58 and 24. What year no, was that? No, that was a championship season when they, they, they had that record. Oh, I just about to ask. Omen. That was the first championship? 93. Anyway, so this past week, Chris Paul got into it with the Minnesota Timberwolves. At the end of the game, the Rockets beat the Timberwolves, upsetting Gordy Dang, who shoved Chris Paul. Gerald Green did not take too kindly to this. This is actually the second time that Gerald Green has gotten trouble because of Chris Paul. Uh, <laughs> the first time was when he led the charge into the Clippers locker room. You mean that, that secret entrance in the Staples Center? Exactly. So yeah. Chris Paul promised after the game that whatever fine Gerald Green receives, Chris Paul would be paying it Okay. his $25 million contract. It's a good thing, too, because Gerald Green said, quote, Oh, man, I'm going to owe the Rockets some money now. I owe the Rockets some money. My monthly check's going to say a negative thousand this month. (laughs) It's a good thing Chris Paul's chipping in. It made me think, you know, if our podcast was under some heat, you know, if iTunes or the FCC or the Almighty Baller Podcast Network wanted to fine us, under what circumstances, Dad, would you foot the bill for this fine? (laughs) Oh, that's a... That's a really good question, Bob. Thank, thanks for asking that. But I'm, 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 I'm struggling here. So the FCC, that's, uh, that's, that's the federal government. So let's see. We've got a particular Twitter fiend, you know, who's also in the federal government, quoted from a good Texan, uh-huh. is a complete moron. Now, he wouldn't actually say it, but our, our Boy Scout, former Secretary of State, Rex Tillerson, did say, and, and people did hear him say, yep, he's a moron. So I can't imagine anything that you say the FCC is going to come after you for. I'm, I'm pretty good on that one. But when I look at iTunes and your almighty baller network, the only thing I could think of that could possibly rate a fine would be complete political incorrectness. Okay. So, no, I don't think I'd pay that fine. <laughs> yeah. We edit that out of the podcast about every week. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you've heard, guys, Penny Hardaway is going to get paid to go to Memphis again, (laughs) this time as the coach. I see what you did there. Ex-NBA star Penny Hardaway is going to be the head coach of the University of Memphis. Penny Hardaway and Shaquille O'Neal still are the only NBA players who starred in a movie about college kids getting paid to go to college, just a mere year removed from being a college kid getting (laughs) paid to go to college. That's a record that'll stand for yeah. a while. If I really got paid, why would I be in this movie yeah. about me getting paid? My character's name is Butch McRae, yeah. not Penny Hardaway. <laughs> yeah. uh, most recently on uh, my favorite podcast, The Road Trippin' Podcast, mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson, the newest member, Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance, the two newest members of the Cavaliers, were on the show. At which point, Jordan Clarkson revealed that uh, he is not one of the 
many NBA players that denies the existence of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Jordan Clarkson actually believes that dinosaurs existed. So. They, they did roam the earth. Okay, they, good. Yeah, he, he's no denying it. But he didn't stop there, you know, just mm-hmm. with a sound uh, statement. No. He said, you all know how we got dogs and stuff, right? Do you all know how we got dogs and stuff? I know how stuff? we all yeah. got dogs oh, sure. and stuff. Yeah, right, yeah. right. So he thinks there was bigger people in the world, like, and the dinosaurs were their pets. Sure. You're kidding me. No. Yeah. And, you know, they asked, like, well, what size is it? Well, you know, it's kind of like a dog to human ratio. So you would think that the humans were at least three times the size of these dinosaurs. Giants. Yeah. Giant humans and, you know, Brontosaurus. Yeah, were he's been reading retrievers. too much, you know, fantasy. Or I think something. the problem is he cannot read. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Excuse me. He watches movies or plays those video games with the giants in them. OK, where are the bones, Bob? Where the giant, are these humans? giant human bones? Yeah. Dad, were, were NBA players always this dumb? Or is it just that they have a platform to share it with the world now? Or is this a, a generational thing? What do you think? I can think of some really smart NBA players. Uh, I mean, I've got we've got a great example. You know, Bill Bradley. Okay, when he played high school. He had, he had he had right. like seventy five offers to go to go to college. He picks Princeton. You know, he he's uh, he he graduates cum laude at Princeton. He goes to the Knicks, wins a couple of championships. You know, and then he becomes a senator, and he almost gets the presidential nomination when uh, when Al Gore got it. So there's a oh, yeah. there's an extremely bright guy. I think he's on a couple of boards now. Mm-hmm. So they haven't always been dumb. So let's put it that way. I'm, 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 I, I will actually, you know, shout out to to Bill Bradley because you know my brother, your uncle, is a uh-huh. is, is a Princeton Tiger as well. But when you have to think back and you think of guys like you know Dennis Rodman. Rodman and North Korea, great place to live. It depends on what kind of uh, mind-altering drugs he's on, but you know that's that that's a pretty amazing statement. And then Latrell Sprewell gives up a twenty-one million dollar contract because he has to make more money to feed his family. Oh yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. That was a great quote, you know. He but he didn't you know, get to top it off. He, to top it off, he didn't. No, that's mm. right. And to top it off, he mortgages his house so he can buy a luxury yacht. Mm. We've all well, that there. makes sense. No, yeah, that makes sense. Sure, there. sure. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an investment. Uh, a yacht, right? This is a, a a boat is a hole in the in in, in the water into which you pour money. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, so no, I don't think that that the players now particularly are dumber. But with all of the with all of the media that you have now, it's it, it's true. We we know a lot more about how stupid these guys are. Uh-huh. That's true. I, I tried to do some research, so I Googled NBA players dumb. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And the search result, you know how it recommends things? It was, did you mean NBA most dumbest players? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that fits. <laughs> Let's go with most dumbest. Well, it seems like Jordan Clarkson is you know, just creating his resume to be Trump's secretary of history. Oh, another good uh, dumb quote this week. Marcus Morris hit a game-winning shot, uh, game-winning three on Tuesday to beat the Thunder. He was asked if he was hesitated at all before shooting. Marcus's response, hesitation? I don't even know how to spell that shit. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Badge of honor. Yeah, yeah. I noticed some, uh, some dad stats. Got some fun fact dad oh, wow. stats for you guys Uh-oh. this week. Okay, check this out. John Stockton's son currently... On the Utah Jazz. That's right. Larry Nance's son on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Gary Payton's son is on the Lakers. Corey Crowder's son. Bet you didn't know there was a Corey Crowder. He's on the Jazz. 
and Doc Rivers' son is on the Clippers. And Tom Johnson's son is living in California. You were there from, what, 83 to 97? Is that about 96, right? 96. 96 is when okay. we moved to Texas. That's right. Penis Bacon on NBA Reddit had a comment to this post. He said, every team has one of Wilt Chamberlain's sons on it. <laughs> That's good. All right, so let's get some more of my dad's perspective on the biggest news of basketball year. You've really been watching uh, a lot of NBA this year as we uh, talk about it weekly. I wanted to hear what you thought about Kyrie's request for a trade out of Cleveland this past summer. There's a difference between some players, right? Some have have these egos where they have to be the best on the team, and then there are others that are good at the understudy. It's all about personality, so I, I can get that. I, I understand why he might have done it. Now, playing with the best player in the world and giving that up, let's go back to the dumbest uh-huh. NBA players, <laughs> maybe. you know, I, I can't say, well, well, anyway. He also thinks dinosaurs are bogus uh, and the space and, program. And the earth is flat. Yeah, okay. Well, his favorite player growing up was always Kobe, so it's a very Kobe move. Sure. And he didn't tell the media that LeBron James cheats on his wife on his way out of town. So that was, you know, a little nicer. Very nice, Kobe. Very nice. So what about the NCAA? Uh, I'm sure you've heard that the FBI has raided uh, agencies and multiple college coaches were arrested. The cat's out of the bag that college players are being paid. Do you think college athletes should be paid? And can the NCAA be fixed? Or is this the last year of, of a good March Madness tournament? That's a tough question. I mean, how long have they been paid is another question that you could ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> well, I think that's been quite some time. So, I think Charles I mean, Barkley even admitted. I mean, you have to admit it that, that they've been paid, uh, I guess, is the, is the first thing. So, you know, it's kind of like the 12-step program. You know, you first have to admit uh-huh. <laughs> that you have a problem. Okay. <laughs> the NCAA is going to have a really hard time with this. You know, the, the, when the Olympics went from accepting paid professionals into the sport, it was kind of traumatic for the Olympics but they got over it pretty quick. I think the NCAA might be able to be fixed, but I don't think the people that are in it right now are are able to do it. Mm. So what about uh, the Rockets? You've watched pretty much every Rockets game this year. If you don't catch it live or know you're recording them, so do you agree with Daryl Morey and Mike D'Antoni, who have recently called James Harden possibly the best one-on-one offensive player of all time? Uh, but, you know, I'm a historian, right, Bob? Uh, I, I'm, Bill Bradley's I, the best. I, 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 no, 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 I'm not going to go quite that far. But, At least you know, the smartest one-on-one player. Uh, you know, this is, this is one of those things where I have to, I have to kind of step back and think about if I had to say, just at the top of the list, best one-on-one player, you got to go with some of these big guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, they, they changed the rule in the, in the NCAA. There was the, the no-dunk rule from 1967 to 1975, mm-hmm. and that's all because of Lou Alcindor, who, who became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I think that it's, it's kind of pushing it a little bit. I think there's a little bit more time needs to be spent with, uh, with Harden producing for several more years. His uh, points-per-game average is only about 20-something. You look at some of these other guys. MJ, you know, Michael Jordan's up at 30-something. So, you know, one-on-one players – you know, we're in, a, we're in an era of not playing so much iso ball, and here we are with uh, Chris Paul and, and James Harden playing isolation in, in, in a very much team era. So I don't know. So it you're seems to until me. They change the rules for Harden. No, I don't think they're going to change the rules for Harden. I don't think he's that yeah. good a player. I'm yeah. just sorry. It's just like he's not, he's not that game changing as uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. All right, so maybe you'll concede it if Harden can develop a skyhook. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's got every other shot. Okay. Yeah. 
So the last time the Rockets were sold, 1993, to Leslie Alexander, the Rockets won a championship. Right. This year, the Rockets were sold again to Tillman Fertitta. So have you been supporting Tillman Fertitta in Houston? Tillman Fertitta. I have a Landry's card. You know, oh, so, do you? Oh, yeah, I do. So when I go go out to dinner at a, at a Fertitta restaurant, I get points. Oh, wow. I mean, well, you know, for you, listeners you go who to don't a, know, he is, he is the biggest restaurateur in the world and owns uh, dozens of restaurants in Houston and all over the country. Right. So you go to a business dinner, you have, you know, 15 people around the table. Boy, that's a, that's a couple of really nice meals for your mom and me. Uh-huh. So what are the best Tillman Fertitta-owned restaurants, in your opinion? What's the top three? Can I start from the bottom and work up? I mean, there's okay. so many restaurants. Yeah. He owns, a, he lot owns restaurant. a lot of restaurants. But the top three, you, you know me. Bob, I'm I'm a steak guy. Right. So I, for number three, I'd say Morton's Steakhouse. Yeah, that's a good one. Quite right? a good franchise. The next one is a Houston, probably landmark Brenner's down on the Bayou. It's a great place. I think it was founded in 1936. Great oh, wow. place. Great place. I mean, Tillman Fertitta didn't own it back then, but he does now. But you know, number one, I'd have to say is. Brickhouse Tavern and Grill. Hey, Brickhouse, man, that, that's a really thing that he owns. Yeah, I was there. I, you know, I, I was telling Bob that um, the TBDBs and I went to to Brickhouse Tavern for Christmas lunch. You know who the TBDBs are, right? Yeah, Bob? who are the TBDBs? Oh, uh, the TBDBs. So you're never going to get this no, one, Matt. No, never going to get it. So so we live on a, a little cul-de-sac called Thornberry. Okay. Yeah, and and my buddies and I watch. I'm sorry, Bob, but we watch Monday Night Football together. But it's not basketball. There's just too many games, and the wives won't let us out. But okay. Um, <laughs> but we do get to watch Monday Night Football most Monday nights during the NFL seasons. We basically had to give ourselves a name, and and actually it was Kenny the Beer Man's wife who gave us the name. She called us the Thornberry Drunk Bastards. Okay. So there is another word for it, though. The, the cleaner version, Matt, is the Thornberry Drinking Buddies. Oh, yes, sure. That's on the T-shirts. Wait, Kenny the Barman? Beer Man. Beer Man. He's, yeah, he, he, runs, his he, runs the, he runs the He's the vice president of operations for Houston Distributing, which is the uh, Miller Lite distributor in, okay. in Houston. Yeah, give a shout-out to, to my buddy Kenny. Kenny the Beer Man. I love all the nicknames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we, well, we got the narc as well. That's <laughs> that's uh, who's the narc? That, that that'd be Paul. Oh right. You know he he works for Kroger and and he works for in in the shrinkage department. You know oh. goes and gets those shoplifters and yeah. throws them in jail. So he's been he's he's the narc. That's right. And then we got Duke. Henry that's Nick. just his name. And, and, well, that's just his name, but you know, it's, that's just his name. But it he is. went to North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I think that's those are the nicknames on the street. You know, we don't have that many more nicknames. I don't have. A you nickname. don't have. A nickname? I don't have a nickname. Thank goodness. Okay. Any more nicknames that we can say that we can broadcast <laughs> to people? We don't want the FCC coming right. after us. I wouldn't pay that fine. <laughs> Speaking of paying fines, would you want Chris Paul as your teammate? You got to think about what he brings to the team. And you grew up in the era, Bob, of Michael Jordan and how tough he was on his teammates, and he drove them. And I think, you know, Chris Paul is kind of like that. So it's all about self confidence. If you've got self confidence, you can stand up to him, you can. You can own your mistakes, but also, you know, celebrate you know, the things that you do well. Who wouldn't want the point god on their team? I liken it to, uh, would you want General Patton as your general? You'll have a better chance of surviving on his side, but in the end, you may not want to, you know. <laughs> Maybe Chris Paul have something else in common with Michael Jordan by the end of the season if he punches Steve Kerr. 
I am excited when Zoo Key finally starts getting some minutes. That was one of my favorite moments of NBA Summer League this past year. I was watching the Rockets team, and Zoo is hitting threes, and Daryl Morey was sitting courtside just looking like a five-year-old who got his first Xbox. (laughs) So the Rockets can't have everything. They've got a great uh, backcourt, a really good bench. I like Clint Capella myself. What they lack in, though, is local announcers. Their broadcasting team is, at least on NBA Reddit, often ridiculed as one of the worst in the NBA. I grew up with the guys, so for a while I didn't really know any different until I got league pass and started. Well, you went to Matt Bullard's basketball camp, Bob. That's true. That's true. Still doesn't stop me from saying they're one of the worst broadcasting (laughs) teams. But if you had to break it down. You know, there's four main guys. Well, three guys do the games. Bill Worrell, Clyde Drexler, Matt Bullard, and Calvin Murphy, who's since been uh, demoted, I guess, to the halftime and post-game oh, show. Oh, no. Poor guy. How would you rank these guys from best to worst? This is the Houston guy. Yeah. On, yeah I'm on a podcast where people in Houston might actually listen to this. Oh, no. We're hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Clyde's so, a so, so I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer the question like I did the... Uh, the, uh, the, the one about the dumb players. I'm going to say okay. that, that Matt Bullard and Craig Ackerman, road oh. play-by-play guy, both those guys I think are, are top-notch. Okay. They really get their, they get their stuff uh, you know, right. They got good stats. They don't trip over their words. I think both of those guys are pretty good. And then I'm going to, I guess I'm going to have to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to be like the three wise monkeys. You know, the three wise monkeys. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, well, if, if I were the wise monkey, I would really want to close my eyes if Calvin Murphy were around in the clothes uh, that he wears. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and I'd want to close my ears when Clyde Drexler was kind of talking yes. about almost anything. And then, you know, I can't say too much about the you know, septuagenarian Bill Worrell. So I'm, uh-huh. I'm just going to leave it at that. The three wise monkeys, you know. <laughs> I think the team doctor should look at Bill Worrell. I think he might have uh, overexposure to asbestos or something yeah. in the 60s. <laughs> but Matt Bullard, yeah, the best announcer. That's kind of like the award for the fastest turtle in this uh, in this case here. <laughs> he should get extra bonus points for not hitting Worrell or Drexler over the head with a ball-peen hammer. <laughs> So what's next for Houston, you know, after they bring in the championship this June? Who's Daryl Morey going to bring to the team next? Okay, so if they win. Because I think this is a if-then-else. Probably. You know, there's a programming here, you know, okay. issue that if they win, right, then, then I think that um, the big thing— And, and I know Kevin Durant will come to the team. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, no. I think, actually, the, the first order of business will be making sure that Chris Paul stays— so right, bring right. him in, you know, stay, I think, is also a pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty, pretty interesting uh, problem, but probably not a problem if they win. And then it's, I think it's a toss-up between, uh, uh, you know, head and heart for, for Daryl Morey. I think uh, there, there is, and, and I know he probably doesn't have much of a heart, but anyway, he trades he people without, that. he's just yeah. trades people like crazy. But, you know, I think it's between Carmelo Anthony and Julius Randle. I think those are the two guys that, uh, that he will pursue in the offseason if they win. Now, if they lose. Oh, no. If they lose, there's a, there's a much different um, – and, and, and they get to the final, right, and they lose. They lose to an Eastern or, or, Conference. Well, 
or to the he, Western or, Conference. Or, you know, in the Western Conference, you know, against Golden State or in the finals, if they lose, then I think they're going to go after LeBron. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. And I think he'll come because he'll oh, be, it'll be one wow. of those things, kind of like Kevin Durant went to the Golden State Warriors. Now, he wouldn't have gone if they'd, if they'd won, but since they lost, yeah. he could come in and he could save the day. What about lifetime admission into any of Tillman Fertitta's restaurants? All the Bubba Gump shrimp you can eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a draw for you. I like Randall a lot. That'd be that'd be pretty great. Now, yeah, you mentioned Carmelo. Do you think if the Rockets had uh, got Carmelo Anthony and traded Ryan Anderson or whoever for him at the beginning of the season, if they would already have their franchise record for wins? Wow, that's a really tough question, Bob. I think that uh, I think that the team chemistry right now is so good with uh, with some pretty unselfish players who may not be superstar or all star caliber with uh pj tucker and 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 bamute and 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 uh that and all no i i don't think they would be quite as good yeah mm -hmm. i agree totally i think we, yeah. they dodged a huge bullet that, <laughs> that they couldn't get that trade done all right let's shift gears to uh to a local father and son duo that's lonzo and lavar oh yeah it's been a, it seems like a bit since we've talked about lavar on this show too long so do you think lonzo made the right choice turning down 15 reported 15 million dollars over five years from nike to stay with his dad and their family company big baller brand bob come on i'm all about family okay right. so i'm i, 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 I can't I lavar ball I, I know how well no i didn't say that <laughs> i didn't say that i just said i'm all about family so you know i'm i'm here on the show you know i i think that it would be really tacky of me to say you know, he should have taken the Nike deal. Okay, good answer. I think he made a good choice. A bunch of players have gotten $15 million from Nike, but not a bunch of players have their own brand. Yeah, Nike's always going to be there. As long as he's popular, Nike will have money on the table waiting for him. $15 million isn't cool. You know what's cool? $15 billion. <laughs> Yeah. NBA players say a lot of stupid things often, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the balls are no exception. Uh, just this past week, Lonzo Ball, I don't know if you know, he's going to be a dad himself. His girlfriend is pregnant, but uh, Lonzo has been worried about getting his girlfriend pregnant while she's pregnant. Uh, Channing Frye. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Well, the... Okay, so he didn't go to biology class. Well, he probably just didn't pay attention. You know, yeah. Channing Frye was making fun of Lonzo for saying this uh, on his Instagram stories, but it turns out that Super fetation is an actual thing. It's very rare, but as Ball puts it, you can get pregnant while being pregnant. I looked it up. Super fetation is the simultaneous occurrence of more than one stage of developing offspring in the same animal. Apparently, this doesn't v happen very often in humans. Very, extremely rare. But in 2017, it was reported that an American woman who agreed to act as a surrogate for a Chinese couple birthed two babies initially believed to be twins. Before the adoptive parents could return home for, to China, however, it was discovered that one of the babies, in fact, was the biological son of the surrogate. Doctors confirmed that the birth mother had become pregnant with her and her partner's child roughly three weeks after becoming pregnant with the Chinese couple's child. Wow. Personally, I think Lonzo should spend more time worrying about his 45% free throw shooting, but uh, <laughs> super fetation is apparently keeping him up at night. 
Or maybe just his form in shooting at all. That too. I just read this week that um, AAU basketball for ages like 8 to 11 or 8 to 12 are getting rid of the three-point line. Interesting. They're getting rid of the three-point line. I forget the exact word. Fundamentals? Yeah. They, they want people to be shooting shots that aren't going to make you look like you're shooting like Lonzo Ball, you know. That's the the rumor of why these guys have such a crazy form is because LeVar had them shooting half-court shots since they were four years old. Right. There's another topic that came up this past week. Ty Lue is taking a, a leave of absence from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's not the first coach this season, actually, to step away from the team for because of fatigue, exhaustion, some sort of mental issue. My question to you, Dad, is, is coaching in the NBA bad for your health, or is it just coaching LeBron James? Wow. What is actually the reason why? Do you know? Has he uh, actually expressed what it is that uh, Ty Lue is trying to... Uh... He said he has uh, chest pains, and he's uh, compounding a loss of sleep throughout the year. Um, one, one instance was when Cleveland returned from a road trip. Lou did not fall asleep until 9.30 a.m., Okay, so that's kind of like it. To me, that sounds like it's stress-induced. So, yeah, that that's pretty amazing to be paid millions and millions and still feel that stress to uh, to perform. Um, <laughs> well, good on him, actually. I think, actually, what we really need here is for the coaches to all go to a uh, a seminar with the Zen master. Oh, all become okay. Buddhists, yeah. right? Go to, go to, what is it, Wyoming or Montana and sit with Phil Jackson you know, and, and, and learn the art of uh, Zen coaching. I think you're onto something there because not only does Phil Jackson not have trouble falling asleep, he falls asleep during <laughs> scouting rookies. He falls asleep when I'm he's I'm thinking on of the Phil Jackson of the, yeah. uh, the, the Chicago Bulls and Laker oh, era. Yeah, I'm sorry. Too. I'm that sorry. You know, you gotta, you, I, I have to actually kind of <laughs> yeah. qualify this. Okay. Well, no either, stress at all. Well, either. he's got no stress at all now, but when he was coaching, come on. Either will work. Front office is different. Yeah. It's that time of the podcast where we get into our segment, the Diss of the Week. Yo mama is so fat. It's a special one. I got a lot of good disses on here. Dad, since you're the uh, the guest, I'll let you choose this week's winner. Oh, wow. Thanks. Okay, let's go through them here. We got one from uh, Twitter. News came out that Luol Deng sprained his ankle yesterday. He's questionable to be available to sit on the bench in uniform and watch the game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jordan Clarkson, Brontosaurus. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the, know, the spot. giant people. Mm -hmm. He has a new Heineken ad in the Philippines. He's uh, half Filipino. So this is how the – I'm just going to reenact the entire Heineken commercial. It's, it's pretty short. So it starts with Clarkson looking into the camera and says, Did you know Heineken is recognized and enjoyed in 192 countries? It's world famous, just like us Filipinos. And then three women walk up to him and say, You're that guy, right? Clarkson says, see what I mean? And they're like, J Jackson, Jefferson, Johnson. And Clarkson's like, Jordan. They're like, Jordan, right. Can we take a selfie? He's like, yeah. And then after they take the selfie, the woman turns to him and says, I loved your last album. Burnt. <laughs> Slam that's a pretty good right. diss, man. That's, that sounds pretty good. That, that's, a, that's high up there. Okay. This guy was traded for Jordan Clarkson, Isaiah Thomas. Mm -hmm. uh, he, uh -oh. he got into it on Twitter on his statistical decline. Someone was telling him, you know, that 
he's having a real bad year compared oh. to last year with Boston. Right. He said, quote, give me the same opportunity I had last season, and I'll do the same stuff. You can't compare this year and last year. My opportunity is totally different. Be a real student of the game and stop looking at stats, dumbass. Oh, okay. <laughs> On the nose, this there. <laughs> Uh, the original Isaiah Thomas, you know, Detroit Pistons, mm-hmm. he, he has no plans to get off Michael Jordan's shit list anytime soon. <laughs> Is it possible ever yeah, to get off Michael say, Jordan's shit list? Uh, probably, probably not. He writes that shit in blood. Isaiah picked LeBron James over Michael Jordan if, if he could have any teammate. Uh, I mean, it, it makes sense. He didn't even want him on the uh, 85, 86 All-Star team. Right. Oh, this one I thought was really creative. You know, Tillman Fertitta and the Rockets haven't put up a billboard yet to try and coax LeBron James to come to the team. Well, actually, Fertitta wouldn't be allowed to do it, but what's been going on is fans of certain franchises have been putting up billboards. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers fans actually put up three billboards outside Cleveland. Um, you know, suggesting that he should trust the process right, and go to right. Philly. Uh, Lakers fan put up a hashtag LeBron, L.A. Bron, mm. you know. Most recently, the Portland Trailblazers raised money. They're behind the Trillblazing, a popular Trailblazers fan account. They reached their goal on GoFundMe in order to pay for a billboard inviting LeBron James to join the team. Uh, this is what the billboard says. It says, LeBron, comma, Dame needs a third option. Hashtag Braun to PDX 2018. You guys familiar with the term negging? Yes. Oh, yeah. Interesting strategy to do that with uh, LeBron James. The best basketball player ever. Yeah. Third option. Do you guys think that means Dame Lillard is Dame Lillard's first option? McCullough's second, making LeBron third? Or is this billboard suggesting that someone like Yusuf Nurkic is his second option, and LeBron would be behind even, uh, you know, the Bosnian bruiser. Well, he is behind him in our hearts. That's (laughs) that's the first thing we know. That's a great neg. I hope it pays off for him. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I think, you know, they realize that the efficacy of these billboards, at least in Portland, getting LeBron there is probably not going to work. So at least, you know, use the money to compliment your players while... You know, sending this subtle diss to uh, to the king. Or not so subtle. Not so subtle. Yeah. Okay, what so... What if Evan Turner is the... Evan Turner is yeah. the guy who took out the billboard? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's the third option. Yeah, he is. Okay, so who do you got? Luel Deng sitting on the bench. Jordan Clarkson's Heineken ad. Isaiah Thomas calling people dumbass. The other Isaiah Thomas picking LeBron over Jordan or the Portland negging billboard for this week's Diss of the Week? I got to go with the uh, the original Isaiah Thomas. The original Isaiah Thomas. I got to go with that. I just got to <laughs> yeah. go with that because, you know, that's it's that's simple. the era that uh, that you grew up in, and, uh-huh. and it's what uh, we watched a lot of basketball games back then, Bob, together. And we can't watch them together right now, but I, I have to go with that. The bad blood between those two is, uh, is, is kind of uh, Hatfield and McCoy. Uh, kind Simple of bad but effective. Blood. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I'm going to have to go with that one. Yeah. He's sticking to his guts. You got to give him credit for that. On the next episode of Brick House. So the next episode, we'll be reading the poem the week before the NBA playoffs. It's like a night before Christmas sort of ode. 
Mm-hmm. And here's a line from it. Not a clipper was stirring because they'd been knocked out. <laughs> Austin in his kerchief, Doc in his hat. Yeah, only one week left of the college season, so soon we can put all that distraction behind us, focus on this year's playoffs, which can't possibly be as one-sided as last year's playoffs, at least I'm hoping. Thanks a lot, Dad, for coming on the show. Oh, it's been a real pleasure, guys. Thank you so much. Drive out here each week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if, I, if 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 I could manage to sit that long, but uh, you know, if 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 you guys gave me plane tickets, maybe if we find some other podcast, you know, we yeah. can. Uh, the, spon- we, the sponsorship money is slowly rolling in. We get that GoFundMe account slowly. started. Yeah, you've been a great conductor of the Rockets hype train this week. You got anything you want to plug? Oh, uh, you know, I, I actually, I, I'm I'm such a fan of your podcast, but I have to I have to have a shout out to Mick Menace. I think oh, he's yeah. he's yeah. one of your uh, he's one he, I, he's the he's the guest uh, that I have uh, really come to like to to listen to. He's got some great great insight into the curse, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'm really sorry, Bob, about the the Clippers this year. Yeah, yeah, but but gosh, you know, I I think what, what's the name of Mick's uh, book? The Curse. And where can you get it? Anywhere books are sold, Amazon, Amazon. ClipperCurse.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's our he's our Australian correspondent. If you're listening, uh, shout out to Mick. Well, thanks a lot again. Thanks for coming on. So next week, a preview of the playoff preview on oh, the next wow. episode of Brick House. Mm-hmm.